the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. There are definite advantages to being a child of God. One of the many advantages is having a God who does things for us that nobody else can do. One of the things that God does for us that nobody else can do is open doors of opportunity like nobody else can do. Doors that nobody can close once they've been opened for me and you. Doors that he opened so that we could walk through and receive as well as achieve all the awesome things that God has planned and prepared for me and you. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we learn to walk through the doors of opportunity that God opens for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Mark chapter 4, we'll start reading at verse 35. It says, In the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto his disciples, Let us pass over unto the other side. So he told the disciples, Let us pass over to the other side. I know they was excited about when they got into the boat. They were like, Yeah, let's go. You know, because power had already manifested. Yeah, we could do it. Yeah, we can, we can handle it. Yeah, they all got in the boat giving high fives and everything else like that. They was probably all excited and pumped, telling stories about things that had happened, things that was done, and how power of God had already manifested, and they had fun. Awesome things. He said in verse 36, And when they had sent away the multitude, they, they took him even as he was in the ship. He says, And there were also with him others little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. He said, and verse 38, and he was in the hinder part, speaking of Jesus, he was in the hinder part of the ship praying on a pillow. Is that what it say? He was in the hinder part of the ship, you know, speaking words of power. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Can you imagine that? And in the middle of the storm, Jesus sitting up in that sleep. What kind of, what kind of craziness is that? That's a man of peace, a man of power. A man that understands that once I make this statement up out of my mouth and I begin to start making, moving forward toward, toward it, that I'm going to get to the destination that I have in store. So you got to remember, Jesus made an awesome statement uh, before, and he said, I don't say anything that my father doesn't say. And I don't do anything other than what I see my father do. And so since he doesn't do, say anything other than what it is that his father says, then his father was the one who said to him, let us go, to, I mean, for you to go to the other side. 
And then he just turned to his disciples and repeated the words of his father and said, let us go to the other side. Now, when he made that statement, he knows that the father has already intended for him to go to the other side. The father has opened a door for him that says, now you can go over into that area to be able to go get done what I need you to get done. And Jesus jumped up and said, let's go. Let's do this now. It's like we learned last week that when your now comes, you move based upon your now. Well, he, Jesus, you know, uh, uh, said we're going over to the other side and went back in the back of the slip and went to sleep. What in the world he doing sleep? Well, first of all, in the natural, he tired. Amen. But in the spiritual, he's at rest waiting to receive the rest of what it is that was said. See, there's a rest that you need to learn to get into when you have that much confidence in what your father said that he's going to bring you through into what it is he told you to do. So much confidence that you'll have ability to be able to rest in the fact that God said it to you. Rest in the fact that you're going to make it over to the other side regardless to the circumstances and situations that arose. See, Jesus went to sleep, true enough, before the circumstances and situations arose, but regardless to the fact that he went to sleep before then, just because the circumstances and situations rise up doesn't mean that he needs to rise up. Just because the circumstances and situations rise up doesn't mean that he needs to change his position. See, his position was still of rest. And you're moving forward right now without a lot of stuff going on, and you're resting in the fact that God's going to get you to rest. But if stuff starts rising up, don't change your position. There's no need to change your position. Just continue to rest in the rest that's going to bring you to rest. Continue to rest in the fact that God's word is true, and if he said I could do it, I'm going to do it. If he said I could go, I'm going to go. If he said I can accomplish it, I can accomplish it, and I'm not going to let anything else, no circumstance or situation, change what it is that I think about this matter. He said in verse 37, and there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. So now there's water up inside of the boat to the point that the boat was full. Now full means that it's complete. Full means that it's complete. Could you hand me that cup up under you, please? Now, here's a cup of water. Is this cup full? Anybody see that? Is this cup full? What makes you think this cup is not full? Because it's not up to the top. And so since it's not up to the top, it's it's not full. It's got a lot of water in it, but it ain't full. Now, if the water hit all the way up to the edge, then it's full, right? The Bible said, which is always true, said that the boat was full. Full of water, which means there's water all the way up to the edge. Now, once again, I don't know how many people understand boats and water. It doesn't take a boat to be full of water to sink. All it has to do is have enough to be able to cause the buoyancy of the boat to be able to disappear. And it will begin and then it will begin to sink at that point and begin to take on more water and it'll force it to sink even faster. But here they are in a boat that's full of water. Full, I mean, to be full of water means that the entire thing has water in it. So the question is, how's it still floating? How's it still floating? The reason why it's floating is because Jesus was inside who had decided to come into agreement with what his father had said. And that's that we're going over to the other side. And because of that, I don't care how much water got up in that boat. That boat wasn't going under. Because faith will hold it up. Faith will hold it up. This year, you're going to learn to be men and women of faith for real. 
Because it'll hold you up in such a way where it's in the natural, although you are past the point where you should have sunk. For the water, for the boat to be full, it's past the point that it should have sunk. It's not at the point, it's past the point. And some folk up in here is past the point that your stuff should have sunk long time ago. Your stuff should have sunk a long time ago. But if it ain't sunk, then why would you get up and concern yourself with all this water that's in the boat? Because obviously the water don't have nothing to do with whether you're going to make it through. Obviously the water has no power over you when you're operating under the power of the word of God. Is this making sense to anybody over here? I'm teaching real good right now. But you got to understand, but when God says you're going to do a thing, you're going to do a thing. Can I, y- y'all don't mind if I talk, do you? There's folk up in here financially that you should have sunk a long time ago. But you're still floating. I'm teaching good. There's folk up in here, you ain't got no business sitting next to your husband or wife right now. Because it shouldn't even exist. Your relationship shouldn't even exist. Somebody either should have had a bullet in them by now or at least been, di- been, been apart. I'm teaching real good right now. But how is it that you're still there? Because when God said that which I put together, no man is going to take us under. And when God says that that's what's going to happen, then that's what's going to happen. And nothing in the natural will stop it. That's one of the reasons why you don't pay attention to what's going on in the natural in relationship to whether or not you'll be able to accomplish what God has in store for you. That's why you don't pay attention to the natural. So I don't care if your spouse is tripping. So what? Everybody say, so what? I don't care if you ain't got two nickels to rub together. Everybody say, so what? I don't care if they told you this and the doctor told you that and the, and the, and the financiers told you this and that. I don't care. Everybody say, so what? So what? Because God said, we're going to the other side. Everybody say, we're going to the other side. Oh, yes, you are. And, they, and, and, and the natural got nothing to do with it. See, Satan can huff and puff, but he can't blow your house down. Because he ain't got the stuff. Here we go. Here we go. So this boat full of water. And let's see, the disciples, they should be dancing around this boat like right now, be like, man, this is God flat out. Verse 38, and he was in the hinder part of the boat asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, talking about the disciples, and say unto him, Master, come look at this miracle where the boat's still floating. You got to see this. Look at this, you underwater. Sleep. Because the boat full of water. You snorkeling without snorkels and stuff. <laughs> and he arose and re- he said, and they came to him and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Question mark. Wait a minute. Carest not that we perish? What makes them think they're going to perish? What makes them think they're perishing? What makes them think that? I got an answer. It's because of they looking at the natural. They looking at all this water in this boat. They know that this much water in boats cause boats to sink. And so because of that, we must be perishing. Rather than looking at less than this much water should have caused the boat to already sink. One of the things Satan will do is try to get you to focus from a particular angle on the information that he's given you. And the information that he gives you, he always wants you to focus from the angle of the fact that you're going down, you're going under, you're not going to accomplish, this isn't going to happen, it's not worth it, don't quit, don't keep trying, just just give up. That takes you back to Jesus' statement to his disciples. He said, let us go over to the other side. 
let us go to the other side. Which means it's a decision that's made by each individual person. Now, Jesus was resting in the fact he going to the other side. But what's going to happen to you is going to determine how you see this thing. Is this making sense? Determine how you see this thing. Because see, see, Jesus already understood I'm making it to the other side regardless of what happens. So I can go ahead and go to sleep. When I wake up, I'll be on the other side. But they didn't see it that way. They looking at the circumstances and situation. They focusing on that. And they began to see it as though they're going to perish. Now, Jesus didn't say nothing about let's get in the boat and go perish. It's not, I, I doubt if they'd have got in the boat then. I know I wouldn't, praise God. Let's get in the boat, go perish. I'll be like, nah, you go ahead this time, man. God, I'll be back here. I ain't doing that. Come on up in here. But God, he just said, let us go to the other side. I like this. Because the father who knows the end from the beginning already knows you're going to make it to the other side. Many times when he tells you the end, he doesn't tell you all the stuff that's going to happen in between. Because most of us would be backing out like I just said. I'd back up and be like, look, forget it. They're like, you're going to be a powerful man of God. You'd be like, hey, man, you're going to be able to preach to millions. Praise God. But yet your name's going to be drugged through the mud first. You're going to be slapped around, beat it. You're going to be fired multiple times. You're going to be scorned. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be dogged. They're going to lie on you. They're going to call you a baby killer and everything else. And they're going to be doing all this. Don't, but come on, let's go. Most folks be like, hold up, hold up. I don't, I don't know about all that. You got to learn to see the end. More than you see what's going on in the middle. You got to learn to see the end. More than you see what's, got, what's going on in the middle. So anyway. They say, Master, don't you care that we perish? They all jacked up. And he, Jesus, arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Jesus stood up, handled the situation. And he said unto his disciples, Man, thanks for waking me up. I could have went down with y'all. Thanks for waking me up because you could have perished. No, that ain't what Jesus said. Jesus said, why are you so fearful? Question mark. How is it that you have no faith? Wait a minute. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Jesus, wasn't you underwater when we woke you? Wasn't you like had water all over you? Didn't you see water all on the boat when you walked from the back to the front? What did you walk through? Did you walk through air or did you walk through water? How are you going to ask me a crazy question like that? About... Why am I so fearful? I can give you the answers. Let's start with the obvious answers. One obvious answer is is because of what they saw occurring around them. Because of what they saw occurring around them. That's one of the reasons why they were so fearful. Because most people will respond and react to what's going on around you more than you will respond and react to what God has already said to you. Most people will respond and react to what's going on around you more than you will respond and react to what God has already said to you. This year, get better at, to the point that you become an expert at, operating according to what God has said to you, more than what's going on around you. I'm not saying ignore what's going on around you. I'm saying respond more to what God has said to you than what's going on around you. See, they saw the storm raging and the boat filling with water. These are real facts. That was real wind hitting them upside their head. That was real water jumping all up in their boat. And that can really sink a boat. But facts can get in the way of receiving the rewards of believing the truth. 
Facts can get in the way of receiving the rewards of believing the truth. As you're on your way to your open door and through your open door, Satan is going to throw facts up in front of you. And those facts are going to be contrary to your ability to be able to make it through that open door. So facts can get in the way of you receiving the benefits of walking through and believing that what God said to you is true. Facts are getting away. Facts can also open the door for us to believe things that are neither truth nor fact. Facts also can open the door for us to believe things that are neither truth nor facts. So facts can get in the way of you uh, being able to receive the benefits of believing the truth. And facts can also open the door for you to believe things that are neither true nor, or, nor factual. See, remember what they said? Verse 38, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow, and they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest now that carest thou not that we perish. They even attacking how much he cares for them. And they're beginning to believe things that are not even true nor factual. It's obvious Jesus cares for them. Jesus took care, took care of them every day. Jesus provided for them every day. Jesus protected them each and every day. Jesus loved on them and shared with them his wisdom and knowledge every single day. And because one little situation rises up, now you're questioning whether I even care for you or not. And that's what happens when people get up in the middle of situations. Be they financial, be they physical, be they anything else. Lord, don't you care? Don't you see what's happening to me? Don't you care? God said, yeah, I care. That's why I gave you a word ahead of time. Because that word should relieve the care from you so that you can understand that I already care for you. He gave him a word which was going to take him to the other side. He said, he said, get in the boat. He said, let us go to the other side. And when they get into the boat, they're supposed to get into the boat with the concept of that we're going to the other side. Now I'm getting in here to see what's going to happen. Now I'm getting in here to find out whether or not this will work. No, I already know it's going to work because Jesus is always taking care of me. Jesus has always uh, made sure that I made it through. Whatever Jesus said always came to pass. So because it always came to pass, I'm getting into this boat with a decided mentality that I'm going to the other side. But facts can cause you to begin to start even questioning the truth. Facts can cause you to begin to start wondering whether or not this thing is actually true and even cause you to accept facts that are not factual. Care is not that we perish. You ain't perishing. But they stated it as though it was already a fact. We're perishing. No, fool, you afloat. I'm perishing. No, you afloat. No, I'm perishing. You afloat. You ain't perishing. The boat didn't sink. I can see if you was underwater saying, Jesus, can't you see that we're perishing? I can see if he was like, gluck, 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 and come up and wave. Jesus, don't you care that we perishing? Gluck, 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 and then come back up as though they was in the water. But they in a boat that's floating. Talking about, don't you care that we perishing? That's how folk do. Lord, don't you, don't you care? Won't you provide for me? Although you're sitting in the house while you're saying it. Won't you provide for me while you're picking your teeth after you just finished eating? Won't <laughs> Will you take care? God said, look, you, 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 you taking the information that comes from the situation and trying to turn it into as though it's a true manifestation. No. Hear what God said and derive all your strength and power from that. Otherwise, you'll be like these disciples and be all jacked up. So that was one thing. It's because they were more concerned about what they saw occurring around them. Here's another one. It's because of the thought that they had taken concerning what could happen to them 
because of the existence of what they see, because of the thought, taking on the thought of what could happen to them because of the existence of what they see. See, the storm was truly raging and the boat was feeling, excuse me, filled with water. But the storm that was raging and the boat that was filled with water talked to them and it told them, you're not making it to the other side. You're going to die. You're not going to make it to the other side. You're going to die. And, 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 and information is going to be coming at you that's going to be saying all kinds of things contrary. God said that he's got an awesome call on your life. He's got awesome things he wants you to do. But the facts of the situation are going to come back and speak contrary to that to you and tell you, nope, it ain't happening. And this ain't going to happen. You ain't even going to live. That what you got right now ain't nothing going to help that. You through. You'll never reverse this situation. You'll never be able to love again. Never. Just forget it. But the devil is a liar. See, winds blow, but they don't know. Waves wave, but they don't know. God knows. And God shares with you his wisdom and knowledge as to what it is that's going to occur. And it's up to you to believe what it is he's going to occur. I can hear heaven speaking unto me, saying, whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? You're going to believe what I say to you, or you're going to believe the things that are surrounded about you? My God, you can hear it. You can just hear it. Whose report are you going to believe? But because of the thoughts that they had taken, see, the things that were saying unto them was not a real fact. But they began to accept it as a fact. They're already like, you know, writing wheels and stuff like that. We perishing. We going to perish. Let me see. I want my, 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 my child to have this. I want my cousin to have that. No, hold up. Just put your pen down. Quit writing your will. You ain't going nowhere. The Bible said, with long life shall he satisfy you and show you his salvation. Calm your little self down. Quit trying to distribute all the earthly goods and stay here on earth where it is good. Are you listening to me? We trying to put together all these contingency plans. Well, if, it don't, if the word don't work, then I might as well, at least I'll have another plan set up. No. no. You going to the other side. Say, I'm going to the other side. Say, I don't care how crazy it get. I'm going to the other side. Say, I don't care how crazy he or she get. I'm going to the other side. Yeah, you got to have that mentality. I don't care. Well, that's all the way have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you've seen that our God opens doors for me and you that nobody else can close on me and you. Doors that He opens so that we can walk through to receive and achieve what He has prepared for me and you. Hope that you're not only seeing that it's true that God really does open doors of opportunity for me and you, but also hope that you're learning the importance of walking through the doors that God opens for me and you. Otherwise, It'll be just like God never opened a door that he opened for me and you. And that which he opened a door for us to get will never be got by me and you. I pray that that won't ever be said of me, and I pray that that won't ever be said of you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, 
Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. When you get the chance, check out our website at wofsa.com. You know the first letters of Word of Faith San Antonio. That's wofsa.com. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to us to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said he was going to do. That is, make sure that you reap what you sow. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being such a blessing to us that you've been. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessed people to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 